This is Charles Haley. You're listening to nothing but Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. Takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the end zone. Touchdown. keep them on their toes nick you know what it is click click boom what's going on faithfuls the nothing but niners crew is back to bring you guys another fun-filled episode you guys have been banging on our doors waiting and waiting and waiting why are they coming back when they come back ah, oh my god well guys the time is finally here we have our guests in the building so we're gonna bring niner move so we're gonna bring this thing to you guys sorry niners like attacking me under the table over here um so we're gonna bring you guys this fun-filled episode but before we do we have to run through a couple of quick formalities okay guys if this is your first time here on the YouTube page, please do us a favor, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and turn on those notifications so you know exactly when we are going live, okay? Uh, give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat, and that handle is nothing but 9ERS. It's nothing but 9ERS. We also have Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitch, and that is nothing but Niners. I spelled all the way out, spaces, underscores, all that good stuff in between. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike, underscore NFL. And to my right is my player over here, Nick, 49er Faithful, 365. The man in the dark. What's going on, Nick? How you feeling, man? All day, every day. How am I feeling? Well, if I had told you how I'm feeling, we'd be here forever. But I'm good. Okay. I'm good. All right. Are you are you excited about our guest today, man? Yeah, I am. I'm always excited about our guests. All right. Well, he, he just vanished. I'm not sure uh, he, he was there. I know he was trying to play with his angles, and uh, so he, he'll pop back in here really quick. But, guys, so this is the episode. We are going to bring you guys Eric Davis and Rashawn Haylock. I believe Rashawn is joining. I believe Rashawn is joining. There he is. Um, and so uh, we are going to get them in here in a second. But, Nick, um, you know, I just want to say to everybody in here, be respectful of everyone's opinions because y'all not going to mess up stuff with our guests, okay? 
Uh, I don't know if they can see the, the chats or not, but I'm sure they get it on Twitter and all that stuff too. But y'all going to be respectful. All right. We're doing this one for the faithful, for the culture. Uh, that's why it's called Culture Check with Eric Davis and Rashawn Haylock. So with no further ado, uh, let's bring in our guests. All right. So here we go. There he is. Look at this guy. Hold up. Before he even says anything, y'all hear the ambient noise? Y'all hear the fountain? You got the fountain going. Can you, you hear tripping? Me? Yeah, I can hear you. Why are you tripping, man? <laughs> why, why you got? Why you got to? Why you got to start off? You got to start off the show. You got to start off the first comment you make. That's Mike, though. Eh? I like it. I'm, I'm jealous. If it was me, I'd be out there with you with a cigar and some, some, you know, some scotch. I like the water fountain, the ambient noise in the background. You look comfortable over there, man. I, I'm I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in my skin, man. I like it. I've been in it. I've been in it a long time, so yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so how you how you been? What's man? happening, fellas? Not no, not much. Is, not much is going on with us. You know, this fan base is up in the tizzy. Um, you know, I, I I'll be honest with you, man. I, I don't know how responsible we are for it here. Uh, we went on the show and kind of you know called Kyle out. But it was only about one thing. But the next thing you know, Twitter's blowing up and people are walking through the streets with pitchforks and, and torches trying to get rid of the man. I mean, are you getting the same feedback? Are you seeing the same thing on on your side of the world? I'm trying to get rid of him. No, I, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen that. I, I just keep getting all the same um, Jimmy blame. You know, mm -hmm. everything Jimmy's fault. Everything is his fault. And if, he, you know, the, the slow start is his fault. And, you know, the loss is his fault. And um and and he still lost the super bowl and and that's all i keep getting is that you know he that they'd be better off without him and the reason that the offense isn't able to be explosive is because of him and the reason it's stagnant in the beginning of the games is because of him that's what i'm getting none of it has been kyle and i actually told someone yesterday i was doing this um i was doing this um interview this hit up with gop in portland you know, you know seattle base and they were talking about it and they asked me what i think about it and i said one of the most important things for me going into this game is kyle actually doing some of his wither shit mm -hmm. it's i mean it's i think that he has to start getting a little bit isn't he this genius he should get a little bit more innovative he has to find a way to get it done okay you have hurt running backs okay you've been through that before i would think you'd have a, a plan um as to what you're going to go to what's the plan b if the running back situation isn't what you want it to be seeing that you've gone through that before you can't keep knocking your head up against the same thing saying that okay if i don't have a running back the offense doesn't work and then not get a running back then you should be drafting running backs in the first round so you come up with a point so that's my thing i'm just i but i haven't been here and i don't know why you guys i haven't been hearing get rid of kyle or I hadn't heard that Kyle's the problem. I just, I just think he just needs to pick it up. I, I, I would like for his play calling and innovation to pick up some. I, it's, it's, it's kind of seemed vanilla, right? Like, I mean, what? Um, you, you know what? Go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, when you, you look at last week's game and they're stacking the middle of the field with moving safeties up ten yards yep. off the line of scrimmage, and you're not testing them. You just continue to stick to your game plan. You don't change anything up, um, and that's where that's where I'm missing, uh, the like you said, the innovative stuff. Like, like uh, well, you're this genius mind. Like, open it up a little bit. So I, well, you and I, 
well, you and I differ on that because everyone's like, open it up. I hear that a lot. He needs to open up the defense and you need to throw the ball down the field more, all of these type things. Uh, that's not, that may not necessarily be the game plan because look at it. At the end of the day, they should have won that game. Right. So, so I can't say he's wrong, but what I'm saying is just I, I need that, that first 15. I, if, you, if you're this genius, and I used, to watch, I used to watch his dad do it. His dad would literally, literally during the week, we would be doing things, and he would sit there and tell us, okay, play number seven is going to be a touchdown. And we were like, how do you know? I'm like, Mike, no, he's like, I'm telling you, play number seven. He would have us doing things at practice, and he'd be like, T-Mac, okay, I want you to jump the safety right here. And, and Kenny, when, when this back does this, I want you to bite hard. And like, E, I, I, I want you to just ride this guy. And I'm like, no. And we'd all be like, there's no way I would do that. Like Mike, um, and Mike would be like, I'm telling you, we're going to make them after the first setup of those first six plays, they are going to react this way. And we would sit there and count it. And it happened a few times, but we would literally count. Like this week he said play seven is a touchdown. And we'd be sitting there like, okay, here it comes. And then you'd see that linebacker bite and you'd see that safety go. And you're like, you got to be shitting me. And the corner would do exactly what he said he was going to do. And it'd be a touchdown. That's what I'm talking about. Script it. Be this genius. Script that early game plan before they figure everything out and get that going. The rest of the game plan, they he settles in and they start doing it, doing things. And innovation is not always throw the ball down the field 50 times. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't want you to think I was just saying throw the ball downfield by opening up the defense. What I mean is do something to counteract what they're doing to where you can, they can't hold in that position. So not not technically just throw the ball deep down the field, no. but I, I'm saying, you know, screens, get, get the ball out, get it away. You're still sticking with the run game. You're still sticking to throwing the ball in the middle of the field instead of going to the boundaries, getting guys outside, things like that. That's what I kind of meant by opening things up, not just throwing okay. the ball down. Well, I, 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 I go ahead. I, w- I would like to know, Ed, what you meant by some of this wizard shit. What what exactly are you expecting him to do in a game where, like you said, there's no running backs? The, the, the back with the most experience, the running back, had one carry for this team going into that game. Um. Okay. Well, well, if technically, technically, Trent had what two carries the game before. Trenton Cannon had two carries. I, I, you know one. what, Mike? I, I I have no idea. Whatever you say, I have no idea. I have no idea how many times the guys carried the ball. Nor right. do I care to know. You are you. So so, but, so that much I don't know. But what I just what you have to do is find other ways. If if the run game is not working, I still have to find ways to get the ball to my most valuable offensive weapons. I, I have to come up with ways to get the ball into Debo's hands, into Ayuk's hands, into Kittle's hands. I have, to, I have to find ways to do that, and I have to come up with the formations. I have to come up with the misdirection. I have to come up with ways to test the defense's rules. That's what you have to do. As far as the run game, you still have to run the ball. Regardless of who they have running back there, you have to run the ball. You you have to you have to be committed to running the ball. You have to be a willing participant in the run game, or you will never be able to do anything to a defense. From a defensive player's mind, if I'm not ever concerned about you running the ball, it turns into seven on seven, and there's just nothing that you can do. You, you just the threat of run have to be there because even any anybody that you put out there is an NFL running back that's capable of making a play. So I have to 
I have to account for that. And you gotta you gotta be prepared to tackle it. So they have to keep doing that. But I'm, but the wizard stuff I'm talking about is find ways to get the ball to guys um, that will give a defense problem. Because just like that last, and, and you know, and I saw I don't know if you saw it or not, but but I I said that um, that interception that um, that Garoppolo threw in the game that was on Kyle. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that that was on Kyle. That was play design. So that's what I'm saying. His play design can't be um of such to where you're you're not occupying that backside guy. Uh, because okay. you, because okay. every corner is going to make that play. That so that's what I was going to say. I we I, we were talking about that play here. I'm going to bring in Rashawn also if he's ready. If you're ready, brother, give me a thumbs up over there. I don't want to pop him in. Okay, he's good. Um we were talking about that play and it looked to me like I think it was IU, the receiver on the right. If he had a ran just two or three more yards, it would have made Alexander have to step forward. Is that is that? It, well, he has to he has to keep him occupied. He has to hold him. You have to do right. something with that backside corner to make him stay out of the play. Yeah. So you have so Kyle has that has and 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 if IU stopped that. That means Kyle didn't emphasize it enough that you have to hold this guy. So it still goes back to Kyle. Because you okay. can say, well, are you quit on the route? If he had gone a few more steps, that goes back to coaching. You have to right. explain to him. One of the most important keys of being a coach is not just telling me what to do. It's getting all the players to understand why they are doing it and who it will affect if you don't do it. So Ayuk need to, needs to understand that if I don't, go all out on this place to hold that corner it is going to affect my quarterback's ability to get out of this play alive that, that's what you have to do as a coach you got to make certain that everyone understands that now you'll reach a point as an older player to where you understand these things you know the danger involved in the things that you're doing mm-hmm. I, I don't expect i to do that right now he's, he's a pup so if I don't expect him to, I, w- I would imagine a guy who definitely knows more about football than me and Kyle Shanahan, he should definitely, he should, he should have told him that. So, th- so that's what I'm saying. He's got to make certain that those things are there when you design it, that it's all there across the board, that all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. That's what they have to do. Uh, other than that, I think they'll be fine. I- I'm not one of these. For some reason, everybody's panicking. They're two and one with 14 games left, man. They're fine. They're fine. Well- let, let's turn the page and look ahead here. Let's 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 talk about a couple of things here. Um, with the we, we got some updates from the from the coaching staff and, and Kyle today and some of the players. Uh, Kittle Kittle's injured and they're not quite sure if he's going to play in this game. Um, they said they were they remain hopeful and they said he got stepped on in week one or week two. And George went to the podium and said, "Yeah, uh, is how does he how does a calf strain that happened two weeks ago?" keep you out of a game later or is this posturing and trying to get Seattle to prepare for something that they may not see? Um, I, I don't know if radio's on here or not, but, yeah, but um, yeah, I see him now. I see him now. Um, I, that could have happened. I mean, it, it's one of those things where he could have gotten, he could have gotten clipped in the first game and you go out, you practice, you deal with it. And after a couple of, after working on it, it gets worse. So I mean, it could have originally happened then. That that's a that's a real thing, you know. Because if 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 you're you 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 guys know there's a difference between being hurt and injured. So 
it probably happened and it was hurting and he was still practicing and still playing. And now it's getting to a point to where, wait a minute, this isn't getting better. So you have to. So then you reach a point to where you got to ask yourself, is playing through it the smartest thing or should I take some time off and let it heal? That's what that's going to happen at some point to just about every player <laughs> during the season. And, that, and you know, Kittle happened to be there. So but I don't think there is nothing to gain by posturing um, with Seattle. Seattle is going to Seattle is, of course, they're going to prepare to play against Kittle, and right. you know, and they're going to play. They're going to prepare for the offense and expect Kittle to be in that position. If somebody else is in there, you know, then they're just that's going to be a plus for them not having to go against them. All right, uh, Radio Raheem, <laughs> Rashawn is in the building. Uh, listen, man, I, I know you're over there on mute and everything, but what do you how how much of a difference? Do you think Kittle's going to make in this game and the outcome of it? Or is this another thing the Niners just going to have to overcome? I mean, you're going to have to overcome it if he's not out there, right, regardless. But I think it's huge. I think just his presence is out there. Like, I've been I've been on this Debo train this season, right, and, and ED can tell you this. Um, he sort of looked to me like – like, I know through the past, like, we've talked about how he, he's looked like a running back playing wide receiver. Well – you know, these first couple games, he's looked like a wide receiver playing wide receiver. Like, I really feel like he's kicked it up a notch. But I, I, I would, it would be ignorant of me to think that some of that didn't have to do with Kittle and the attention that George Kittle draws, right? And so if he's not out there, then obviously all the focus goes to 19. And so that's, that's a whole nother level, right, that, that I'm sure Debo probably hasn't really experienced too much yet. Um, and so, I mean, that, that puts the onus on some of the other guys, right? Muhammad Sanu, where you at? You know, B.A., like, are you, is, are you ready to go this season yet or not? You know, um, some of these other guys are going to have to step up. Cause, I mean, E.D. said it on a pod, like, they're going to score 30 points. And, and I, don't, I don't disagree with them. Like, I feel like you have to score a lot of points to win this game on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, and Nick, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, E.D. Yeah, one point. Um, just, just remember, um, Jimmy's won without, um, Kittle. So mm-hmm. I understand Kittle's importance. And I, and I say this, uh, you know, and I, I don't know if everybody gets mad when I say it, but, um, Kittle's a tight end. You can still do other things. I, I, I know he, I know the greatness of Kittle, no knock on it. Um, but replacing, um, th- that production, Kittle's production, let me put it this way. Kittle's production can be spread out to those other guys a lot easier than the other, than, than B.A. not performing and Debo not performing um, helps Kittle. So with him not being there, you can, you can still get things done outside. Remember when it was just Kittle and no wide receivers, how difficult it was for the offense to move. So, so that's what I'm saying. With those other guys stepping up, you should still be able to get something done if he's not there. And remember, Jimmy has won without Kittle. Kittle hadn't won a lot without Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So the, the important factor is is Jimmy Garoppolo under center as opposed to Kittle being on the field. Of course it helps. The more, mm-hmm. the more good players you have, the better off you are. We all know that. I'm not stupid, so I don't need to hear all of that from all of you out there. I know that. But I'm saying you you gotta you gotta look at you you gotta look at it. Get out get out of your fields for Kittle and just look at the function of an offense. 
and, and that's all I'm saying. You can you can spread out what you need from him to those other positions. It's just more touches for those other positions, and it should be easier for Kyle to get things going with those guys as opposed to losing the guys outside and him having to do it all with Kittle. Yeah. Now, Kittle said something interesting. I'm going to bounce this off of the whole room. Um, now, we know we heard the, the sound clip at the end of the week uh, following the game where he said that the uh, the defense was doubling up and, and crashing the edges so that way they couldn't get the outside zone running. He kind of put the mic, the, the, the microscope, the magnifying glass, the spotlight, he put it all on directly to Kyle and McDaniels. He said, I expect them to do something about that because all defenses are going to do that against us now. And then he kind of, in my opinion, he doubled down on it. Uh, today when he spoke, he said, based on this week of practice, it's going to be a heavyweight boxing match with a gritty run game. We don't even know if Mitchell's going to, like, ha, what, what is he talking about? How can this happen, Nick? Where, I mean, where does the gritty run game come from if that's how defenses are going to play it? Because just like ED just said, you have to still continue to try to run the football. You can't abandon the football, like the run game. And and that's kind of where, you know, a lot of people get upset is, is I don't care if you're getting one to two yards per game, you cannot stop trying to run the football because – Agreed. Your percentages are going to be – you're going to get one good run out of those, you know, 15 plays that you run where you're getting two yards, three yards, but it also opens up your pass game to where you're not playing seven on seven. So it needs to be a gritty run game. It needs to be that type of game. Like, you can't abandon the run. You should still tr- – you hear Kai all the time. If I can run the football 38 times, I'm going to win the football game. And that's he still needs to do that. He still needs to stick to the run. No matter who's out there, even if it's a fullback, which I didn't agree with last week, but you you, you still have to run the football. So, and I, I feel like Kyle's game planning in the beginning hasn't been to stick with the run game right from the back. So it's been kind of weird lately the last couple of weeks, but we'll see. I mean, that's what I would get from the gritty. You're, it's going to be a gritty run game. You got to run the ball. Well, what I understand, first of all, you're playing Seattle. Uh, these teams don't like each other. If you know anything about Seattle, regardless, good, bad, or indifferent, um, the way you may feel about their team, you know that they're tough. They're physical. Right? Pete's not going to have a soft team. So when you hear it talk about the run, that just lets me know that Kyle's got the right mindset for this. So um, you're, the way an offense establishes its toughness and and visualizes for every all to see their toughness is in the run game. There's nothing tough about the pass game. The run game is where you show how tough you are as an offense. So when you have that mindset that it's going to be a gritty, hard-fought um, performance on in the run game, that lets me know that that they have this mindset that you have to you have to get that done. And remember, in this offense, there have been a whole lot of running backs on a lot of different teams that have done well in this scheme. And that's why I don't really worry about it all that much. That's why I don't I don't really freak out about it. And 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 um Brashawn knows this. You know, he goes crazy at times, but I'm just like, I don't really care who the running back is. Um, I never expected I, I like Raheem Mostert, but I didn't expect Raheem Mostert to make it through. Mm-hmm. And and Brashawn and I have gone back on this one. I was like, I don't I don't think they ever considered him the guy. Uh, because they know they that's what happened. You you don't get a season out of them, so you can't be the guy. And I can't build an offense around you, or I can't I can't even build my run game around you when I don't expect you to play 
but five or six games a year. So th- that's that's where they are. So I, I, you you got to be committed to the run. You got to make a team defend it. And um, once and Kittle's right, if a team sees okay, this is how we stop it. That that team stopped it last week. It's just like the 49ers can expect to get eight deep balls this game. You mm-hmm. show a team I can throw it deep. Mm-hmm. You have, until you start picking them off, they're going to throw it deep. If you show me that I can stop your outside zone run by crashing outside and you haven't countered it until you counter it, that's what everyone's going to do. So they just got to be prepared for it. And, and like, guys, we're not, we're not the only smart football people out there. They see that. Kyle knows it. I expect them to be fine. Now, I want to ask you both this question here. I'm going to pop uh, Raheem up here really quick. Uh, Rashawn, I'm sorry. You call him radio so much, my brain is being <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Um, um, You know, th- this whole rivalry, I, ED mentioned it when he was speaking, you know, these teams don't like each other. Is it as deep for players as it is for uh, the fans? And, and uh, Rashawn, I want to ask you because you cover a multitude of sports and you get to talk to these players. So I, I want to start with you and then we'll get ED's opinion on it. But, like, do you think that the, the players feel that way towards other players or – is it like how, how do you think it really works? I think I think fans always take it more serious because, and I've heard Ed say this for the players, it's their job, right? But I but I know you know a lot of these guys, their friends, they came up you know together. Maybe they played against each other coming up, and whether it be AAU basketball or you know on the same team in high school. Um, and so, I mean, all these guys know each other, and there's a common respect there. If you're a professional athlete, there's a common respect there. And that, that's something that I've learned, just, you know, being around some, hanging around some, talking to some. There, there's always that common respect, that common bond there. And as for fans, it's – I don't want to say it's all we have, right, but it it, 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 it it seems like it's all we have, right? So we hang on to every, every play, every first down, every field conversion, all of that. And so it becomes just – increasingly you know difficult to kind of you become insufferable as a fan um and so i i, I think 100 it's it's deeper for the fans i mean and, and that's not to say that the players don't want to win or, or that they're not out there competing because they are but i think just from like an emotional standpoint and things of that nature like fans always take it way more serious way harder way tougher um because and i think a lot of it is because you, you're not in control as a fan, right? You can only do so much rooting from the sideline, but if you're a player, you're actually out there and you know what happened. You know why this outcome, you know, ended up the way that it, that it did. Nah, see, I that's, I, I got to disagree yeah. with you. I do my part on game day. Everybody knows when I got my wings, good things happen <laughs> for the 49ers, okay? You guys keep your eyes on the chat over there. You'll see. Wait, you had your wings last week? Hail to yeah. the wings. You had your wings last week? Yeah. I, I only at certain times, man. They kept telling me, "Mike, eat more wings, eat more wings." Uh, funny. You, you, um, didn't, funny. When, you didn't eat them when we had thirty-seven seconds left. So I didn't. I was yeah. I was yelling, "Hail to the wing!" You got to watch the live feed. I was yelling, "Hail to the wing!" I was starting to chant, man. We were going crazy in here. Uh, Edie, I want to get your your thoughts on it. And they are really coming for your shirt. They said you became a look. See, look, look. They know what it is. They were in here. Hail to the wings! Hail to the wing. Edie, they're saying that you you look like a Rams fan now. Will you tell them? About that, that Jerry right in, but then okay. you know, you know what? No, you know what? I'm not even. I know I'm not even going to. Don't I'm even not address it. Waste if they don't know what that is. I'm not even going to address it. If you don't know, if you if you actually think I would be walking around 
or on this pod with Ram gear on, then you know what? Live your life. I'm not right. even going to address that. Okay. But so, so to your question, Facts. to your, to your question, um, do, and I believe it was who takes it harder or, or, or about the rivalry. So as far is, as the is rivalry, it serious to the players, is it as serious to the players? Um, it is. So everything, I agree with everything uh, to a point that um, um, Rashawn just said, the fans have an emotional tie to their colors. You know, I say that all the time. So mm-hmm. Fans don't root for players. They root for laundry. That's why you hear me talk about the colors all the time. The colors are the most important thing. You don't you, you that that's what guys care about. So when you have been involved in years of important games and the wins and the losses, there's a certain emotion that you have to it. And that is really high with the fans. When a player first gets on a team, that rivalry is more important to the fans. I agree because they have the history. Mm-hmm. I'm a player, you know, because before my high school was the most important thing. Then my college was the most important thing. I may be a fan. I may have grown up and I was a fan of the Niners or I was a fan of Chicago. I was a fan of Cincinnati, whatever. But all of that changes once I'm drafted by a team. Okay. There's nothing more, you know, that becomes paramount. So, so as a player, when you first get there, that rivalry, it may not mean something. But rivalries don't happen until you beat me or I beat you when it matters. So these players have been involved in games and these coaches have been involved in games that have meant home field advantage, that have meant, you know, playoff bursts, that have meant Super Bowl opportunities. All of those things happen. When that starts happening to you as a player, trust me, you care way more than any fan. Right. <laughs> you care way more, way, way more than any fan possibly, possibly could could imagine. Because, yes, that love that you have for your team as a fan, as a fan is there. And, and all your hopes and dreams are there. But guess what? You are a fan as a player, but you are an active fan on-spot participant in the arena and when and when and when you are in that trust me it's real it's real but and it's real for these guys in this game because these guys have won i mean just a couple years ago i mean it was it was on the one inch line for home field advantage i guarantee you seattle i those guys that played that game to this day still feel that if they had won that game they would have gone to the super bowl instead of the niners they would have had home field advantage so mm-hmm. trust me, there th- those players that played in that game, this is a rivalry game. You feel it. So so you feel it. So if you're a Niner, and what's gonna happen? The young, the new Niners that never played that team. So like I say, the, you know, there are rookies on this team. Hufunga's never done that, you know. He's never been a part of that. He's gonna feel it. That, that's it. Uh Lenore, they'll feel it. They'll mm-hmm. they'll 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 start to understand understand that wait a minute this is a little different this wasn't like playing philly this wasn't like playing detroit so you're you're gonna see the difference in a rivalry game at this level um and it's it is it is it's because of just that emotion that's attached in the involvement in the act so i i I think it's greater for a player once you've experienced that yeah 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like I like what you're talking about here, man. Um, yeah, I agree th too. Th there's a couple of things I want to ask you guys about, and then I want to get to the actual culture. Ed, how much time you got? I don't want to I don't want to take up your whole day. I know it's it's what five o'clock. I got I got I got about ten minutes because happy hour started. Oh, man, let's go. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Listen, man. Um, the, every everybody is in here uh, talking, not not in the chat, but the, the faithful are really upset. They don't think that we have a chance to win this game. Uh, how do you see this team going forward? What's your what's your outlook? I know you said earlier that you're not panicking, right? Uh, I, I said that if we step back and we're honest with ourselves, we already know Trey Lance is not ready. If we're being honest with ourselves, look at where he, where he played, look at how long ago he played, and, it, and everyone says that this is the most complicated offense for anybody to learn, but we expect this young man to be ready to play week three. It doesn't make sense if you were to step back and just – Think about it from a logical perspective. We should not expect, and and Kyle told you, there's no way a rookie's going to come in here and take Jimmy's job right away. So the, you got the fans beating each other up about that. Um, you got people saying this is not a playoff team where if the playoffs were to start today, <laughs> we're the sixth seed. You got people saying that Kyle's on the hot seat. Uh, what is your overall feeling about this team going forward? Uh, and then we'll get to you know something else if we, if we have enough time left. Um, the two and one, right? Yes, sir. The team is two and one, and and really should be three and zero. Oh. You're you're two and one, and you played your first two games on the road. You played a good Green Bay team that actually had to pull some fantastic plays out of their butt at the end of the game um, to win that game. And mm -hmm. and that's Aaron, that throw from Aaron Rodgers down the middle of the field right there. That's that's just a big boy throw. There's nothing you can do. He threw the ball. He threw the ball over an all pro who's what six four, long arms, athletic, can jump, and got that ball up and down over him in a situation where he knew he had to throw the ball, and right. and the all pro knew that he couldn't allow that to happen. That's just that's just I'm better than you on this particular play. You can't get mad about that. The team is fine. They they're two and one after the first three playing going playing against a team that's in their division that they are playing better than right now. Um, with everything that's happening, and they have this is just a part of the season where you're trying to figure out who you are. And you have an opportunity to finish out this first month three and one. Mm. I'm completely okay with where the team is. I, for some reason, everybody's freaking out. Um, the whole quarterback situation, you guys know where I've been on that the entire time. I'm like, I want to win a Super Bowl. And, like, and as I said before, you can't win a Super Bowl with a rookie. Uh, you can start a rookie if you want to. But there's this team is too good to waste that. You, you, right. you just simply can't do that. Um Use Trey when you want to use Trey, but by using Trey, what's going to happen is what I said is going to happen. It's already happening. Every time you put Trey in, it's going to it's going to start. The questions are, you know, is there a quarterback controversy? Should Jimmy be playing? Uh, all of these type things are going to start happening. Um, I, so I'm not. I I I just I think the team is fine. I'm not worried about it. I, you gotta you gotta lose more games than one for me to start feeling like things are falling apart. Gotcha. Um, the quarterback, Jimmy Jimmy has just won too many games. He's found a way to win too many games. People, you can say it's the run game. You can say it's the defense. You can say it's the coaching. Whatever it is, 
I don't care. All I know is when Jimmy's under center, they win more than they lose. Why am I going to freak out when they are winning more than they've lost? Right. It's, it's the same pattern. Yeah. Now, you, I did I did hear you say I'm going to ask you both this question. Let me go let me go to the regular screen here. I'm going to ask you both this question. Um I heard you say Jimmy has never lost back to back. And I was like, "Nah, he's wrong." And I went flipping through the pages. I was trying to find somewhere to prove you wrong. You were right. Jimmy Garoppolo right. has never lost back to back games, but I also found that Russell Wilson has never lost three games in a row. So I present uh-huh. the question to you guys. Who holds on to their streak when the dust settles? I'm trying to let Rashawn talk, saying that I just spent the last um, 30 minutes. So is he still live up there? I don't know if he's frozen. I, yeah. No, it, oh, wait. Is that him making all that noise? Yeah, there he goes. That's him. Yo, that's that's him. Oh, oh yeah, no, it you was can't him. talk. That, that, he that, gone. that was him. Yeah, he yeah. You, that, like, what you, you got your microphone in your pocket, radio? I think so, because he had the wires at first, and then I didn't see him, so it was probably them dangling around somewhere. Yeah, yeah, something, something's wrong. Well, um, whose streak is going to? I, I feel comfortable with th- th- this. Is a game right now that the Niners should win. Niners should win this game, and I think they should win this game because they are after everything that we're looking at, everything that we're thinking about, um, and how everybody is freaking about what this team's not doing. They're playing better than Seattle right now. They're playing better. They have they have played better the first three weeks of the of the football season. They have played better football than the Seattle Seahawks. So you, the box I'm gonna suggest uh, exactly what you're saying. The Niners are. At- 28.6 points a game and only allowed 24 where you have the Seahawks have 25 points a game and allowed 26. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I mean they, they, they're playing. So I, I, why would I freak out? I guess I understand it's a rivalry game. I understand the importance of a, of a division game, but so do all the guys on that football team. The other aspect of it is that you're just playing better See, because like last year, the rivalry games and, and all of that stuff, it didn't matter when they had better players. Because everybody was injured for the Niners. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if my ex is better than your O or if my ex is playing better than your O. I got a better chance. And that's what's happening right now. So I'm not con- I'm not so concerned. And, and, and again, the Niners, would everybody feel better if the guy had missed that field? And that's the other part. They do kick the 51-yard field goal to win the game. And it was they- almost blocked by Dante. Like, if, if the wind blew... That, and that's that's exactly what I said. Are we just reacting this way because we lost the game? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I know. Well, I I we won that game in Philly, and I came in here and I was hot. Nick can tell you. I I, I mean, uh, I I was I was heated. I said I'm not going to let the results. I'm not going to let the results change how I feel about what I saw. Well, because in I, that game, I feel like the Eagles lost the game compared to the Niners winning that game. What? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. The same thing I had to tell Raheem. I'm sorry. I'm calling him Raheem. I'm no, calling Rashawn. Him Raheem. You got you. You yeah. said it so many times. Uh, same thing I had to tell uh, Rashawn. Um, they won. Yeah, they, they won. won. I know. There is there there is no bad way to win a football game. Yeah, just like last year, week. A W is a W, right? Just like last at the end of the year, end of the game, day, end of the day, right? Yeah. That's it. Period. So mm-hmm. just like last week, at no no matter what happened, the Niners lost. You're two and one. 
They won their first two games. It, first of all, it is hard to win an NFL game. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult to win a football game. It is, it is, you know, make that exponentially hard to win one on the road. It is hard to win an away football game. So they've won two of those, and I don't care how you win it. And most of the time, it's not going to be pretty on the road. It's not. You always pack your defense. I, I said this on the pod the other day. We, the coaches taught me this. I heard this from the time I first hit college when it was serious about everything defensively because I played offense most of the time before that. It was. I heard it then. When I got into the NFL, I heard it every, before every road trip. You always have to pack your defense and teams. Defense and special teams is all you can count on on the road. You don't know if the crowd noise is going to get to them. You don't know if the field conditions. Offensive players are particular about things, and it affects them on the road a lot more than it does defensive players. Um, You know, the crowd noise. Defensively, guess what? It's quiet when I'm out there. They don't make noise for the offense. So you, so the conditions right. that you're going to play under are perfect. So you're just out. So you just know what you're doing. So you always have to do that. So an offense not pr- producing on the on the road, all I need you to do is produce enough. If you give me three scores, you should do that. Now they lost this game. You got four touchdowns at home. You should win yeah. that game. Right. You should. You should. You should win. You should win a. You get four touchdowns. You should win. Um. But I'm. I'm I don't freak out about it. Don't feel bad about a win. Rashawn was the same way. Like, how can you be upset about being two and old at the time? Yeah, no, I wasn't. It wasn't that I was upset about the record. It's that I can't let the results change how I felt about what I saw. I was trying to be impartial. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I hear what you're saying, but but what I'm trying to explain to you is that what you saw was a win. Yes. What you saw was a win. every win is not going to be perfect. Every play is not going to be scripted perfectly. Remember, your opponents get paid too. <laughs> they yeah. are professionals. It's not the 49ers going up to Philly to play Temple. Right. They're actually right. playing a professional football team. Those guys are all really, really good, and they are capable of making plays as well. So, dude, you just take your win. Now, right. If you play like booty and you lose, we can we can discuss it. But yeah. but but you know what? A booty win is a win. Right. And now this is the last thing I have for you because someone paid to ask one question. It was it's a good question too. Uh, how do we defend against a team that gets the ball out so quickly, uh, like what Aaron Rodgers did? Now Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, we're, we're all yeah. aware of that. Yeah. And I thought the pass rush was getting home, and then stats yeah. come out to show that Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball in less than two and a half seconds. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that's tough to defend, especially when that quarterback and wide receiver has that have that relationship with each other. Uh, yeah. How do you how do you not stop it? Because some things you aren't going to stop. How yeah. do you control that? Limit it. Limit Well, you tackle the ball's going to come out. The only thing that you can do, you have to disrupt the, the timing, which means you have to press his guys. You got to play man coverage. You got to beat up the receivers, and you got to make them come off of his first um, read. That's that's the number one. You gotta have you gotta have the guys in your secondary. So the only way to defend that, I'm just saying, I don't care who the quarterback is, you gotta have a secondary players that are good enough to where you can say, We're gonna put a body on a body and we're gonna beat these guys up to where his first read's not there. So if you wanna go to Adams, I know he's out here. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm gonna make it to where this dude is I'm gonna erase him. I gotta I gotta make certain that you gotta come off this read. It won't be there. 
if you want to throw it, I'm going to make this play. That, so that's that's number one. The right. other thing is when you're in defenses that are zoning things up, you know it's going to come out. Tackle. Just tackle. If a dude catches the ball for eight, you, you bruise his ribs for eight. If he catches it for six, then guess what? His shoulders hurt. <laughs> You know that's 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 the way things that got to go down. Okay. I think I just lost my earpiece on you guys. No, that was Can yeah, I, yeah. We hear you. You're loud and clear. We got you. But we're gonna, I'm gonna pick this up. I'm gonna cut this up. We're, we're gonna let I'm you not, go. I'm not gonna get up and go get another one. I'm too lazy. It's all right. I know you said happy hour was about to start, so we're gonna go ahead and let you go, man. Uh, what's what's the beverage of the day? It's Friday, fool. What's the beverage of the day? Um, I'm gonna have some champagne with my wife. That's what I'm heading in here to do right now. All right. All right, guys, this is Eric Davis uh, and Rashawn Haylock. We're on here. They are on the Believe in 49ers podcast. If you guys don't know, make sure you get over there. Subscribe, rate, review, leave some comments in the, in the comment section, uh, leave positive feedback and all that. Eric, we offer the uh, floor to our guests for final thoughts. It can be about anything personal, sports related, whatever it is. The floor is yours to tell them what you want them to know. You know what? I I'm, I know all I heard you say was the floor is mine. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I I just pre- you know I always enjoy talking to you guys, and and um the rest of the rest of you guys that are watching this and listening to this just just relax and just know that we've got a long way to go and the team is fine. This team is fine. Um, I expect them as I said earlier. You've had the running backs go down. I expect that to happen. I don't from a, from a defense. I think the hardest thing that we need to figure out is defense more so than offense, um, because uh, you lost your number one corner, your number two guys down. You've brought in guys; they keep getting injured, and you got this deep ball that you got to get out. Um, and I and I still think, even though they're not giving up a hundred yards haven't given up a hundred yard rusher in a long time. Does anybody feel confident about the run defense? I, I don't. So those are just things that I think you need to worry about more so than what's happening offensively. It's a good football team and everything is out in front of them. I uh, they, they, they uh, have too far to go before I start to worry right now. I'm still expecting this to be a, this team to make a, a deep championship run. Oh, I like it. Championship run. Okay. ED, thanks for jumping in with us, man. We appreciate you, brother. You be safe. All right, people. Peace. All right. Peace. Peace. Guys, that's going to do it for Eric Davis. Now, Nick, I don't know how much time you got. If you want to shoot the shit or something for another 10, 15 minutes, we can make this a nice hour-long show. Bro, I wanted to talk about so much you were talking about, but y'all just kept going on and on and well, on. You know I how it, like, when we get a guest on here. What? When we get a guest on, it's about the guest. It's not about us. Like we, Right. We, I wanted to ask him some questions. Oh, well, you, you could have typed something in the chat. I didn't know how I was supposed to know. You know, like, I, you know, I got to keep the show going. I, you know me, I hate dead air. So if, if I think there's a chance that there was, there was air, no dead air. I know. I know that, that I didn't that's have a good podcast. Jump in, there was no dead air. But anyway, right. I wanted to ask him a lot of things, but uh, I mean, I still, I still, there's, there's still to a point where I disagree that there's nothing to worry about. Um, I think this these next two games is going to be tell, telling. It, it depends on what we um, endure these next two weeks. Because you lose these next two games, you're in trouble. I mean, you're in trouble. It doesn't matter that you're, you know, what would we be then? We'd be two and three. Two and three, but with two divisional two. losses and a loss in the NFC. Like a team that's going to be competing for the NFC. So, um, 
I wanted to ask him about that. And I also, you know, when is it time to panic? If we lose these next two games, is it time to panic? I also wanted to ask him a little bit about. Okay. Well, he answered. He answered the panic question. He said, "When you when you've lost more than you won, then I start looking around and start to question stuff." So he he did answer that. Yeah. Well, then I wanted to ask him. Um, I know he doesn't want Jimmy to start, but does he see? Is he against seeing Trey Lance in there for? He does want Jimmy to start. What are you talking about? I said he does. That's what I said. You said he doesn't want Jimmy to start. No, All I right, said he, no. I was saying he he does he does want Jimmy to start, but it sounds like it says doesn't. But he does want Jimmy to start. But do you think it's time that the Niners start to move Trey Lance in a little bit to get him um, those snaps? Because I mean, we're we are we are taking away from his growth right now. So we know that Trey is going to take over next year, right? We would think. Mm-hmm. We don't think we got to go through this a whole nother year, right? <clears throat> no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's financially possible. Honestly, if, if, we're, if we're being completely honest with each other, I don't think so. Right. So um, I wanted to get his opinion on that, but it's all right. I'll catch him next time. All right. Well, I, I got something else for you here, man. Let me let me tell you some notes that I wrote down today. Um, I heard that. Oh, right. Oh, 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 oh. We got Rayshon back. Huh? We got half of the dynamic duo back in the building. Ed said it was happy hour. He was gonna have some champagne with the missus. So he, he, he jumped <laughs> up out of here. But this is cool, man. Listen, let me let me ask you this question. So, and you guys can ping pong off of this too, right? Um, it says it says that Mostert was spending time with the team again. And uh, one of the beat writers was like, "Is he? Does that mean that his recovery is going better? Does he still need the surgery?" We found out he didn't have the surgery. Uh, when you guys hear that players who are injured are back in the mix, uh, just in the locker room and attending practices and stuff like that, what, what does that? What does that? What does that make you think about? I mean, I first of all, te- technology not trying to let me be great today, so I'm a little, little, a little bothered by that. But uh, I, I think that. Um, I think it will it will behoove Raheem to be around the team to show his face to to be a great teammate right now, um, especially with his contract situation the way it is, and if he wants to come back because, I mean, if you remember, like this is the only place that's ever really given him a chance to handle the rock like he's been doing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, it, it's in his best interest, I would believe, for him to do that. But I've I've said this I said this on our pod. Like I think we've seen the last of him in a Niners uniform. Like I, I, I don't, I don't think we're going to see him again just for the simple fact that, um, you know, the whole contract situation, like that just wasn't a good look for him. You know, last off season, and then you come back. You know, he had the injuries last year, then you come back this year and you get hurt. So then now, now, now we're talking contracts, but then also like you're not available, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of all that, you know, as e, as Ed likes to put it, like you've been a team's guy your whole life. And so now, you know, the Niners finally give you some shine to carry the rock. And then, you know, you're not really available. And on top of that, not to say that he's not injured or not to say not to say that, um, you know, this isn't a serious, a significant injury that he that he's dealing with. But I think that there's something fishy there in the sense that the Niners were thinking IR, he'll be back later at some point this season. Raheem, it, it appears to me just from all the reporting 
that he took it upon himself to get, you know, second, third opinions, this, that, and the other, and then mm-hmm. decided that he was going to get the season-ending surgery and shut it down, um, and which in the contract year, I mean, is a little questionable, but it seemed like he, his camp and the Niners' camp and the Niners weren't necessarily on the same page in terms of the treatment of his injury and how to deal with this injury, and so... Um, you combine all those things, and I feel like you know we'll you know we'll probably see him next year somewhere else. You know, it's funny, Mike, because Kyle Shanahan said something today that kind of threw me off, right? And I said earlier in the year we had talked about on the show, and I said, "What's up with Moster's knee?" Because he was wearing a brace, and Kyle Shanahan said today, "Well, yeah, you know about his injury because he was out on the practice field. He hasn't." He hasn't gotten season-ending surgery yet. He's waiting for a donor. Um, he's like, but we tried our best to take care of Raheem in the offseason with this. And it's like, it was never reported. Was this injury something that was on the eyes and the, the ears of the front office? And this is why we drafted two running backs coming out this year because of the fact that Raheem was going through something injury, not sure if it was going to go one way or the other, or like, how do we, how do we approach this? And then to touch on what you said, right, right. Like the, the, the whole camp thing, I think a lot of it had to do with the way that fans treated his wife. Um, those types of things, the threat, which the is out of threat, line, by the way, like there's no room for was that, way right? out of line, way out of line. But you look at it, and he's like, okay, well, fine. You know what? I'm going to go get my own opinion. I'm going to do what my doctor says. And there has to be some kind of beef going on there, right, between those two. And he's trying to make face right now to where it doesn't hurt him going forward in case somebody else doesn't pick him up, right? So, because um, his, his look, his career could be over if he's not a 49er again. And that's not because of his skill set. That's because he can't stay healthy. And he's still yeah, yeah. And he's 30. Right. Yeah. And he's 30. He's hitting that magic number. Um, and you, you know, you want to know how much time is left, and you don't know, especially for someone who's constantly injured. Uh, and the and the position he plays, the NFL just does not value the running back position the way it used to. It it, just, it doesn't. It doesn't. There's talks that uh, Ezekiel Elliott won't get another contract extension, and Saquon Barkley might be out of New York. What makes y'all think that most are coming back? If those two names are gonna be guys that are possibly gone. Ain't no way most is coming back. It's, it's you not going to I mean, you've seen it with Le'Veon Bell. You've seen it with, you know, uh, those guys. They're on practice squads right now. Like, yeah, it's yep. just, you know, it's it's just more of a headache with the, those types of guys than it is anything. Yeah, we can shoot the shit for a little bit longer, fellas. I want to thank Miss Debbie here. I want to take this contribution down, but I really do appreciate it, Miss Debbie. I just want to show my appreciation to nothing but Niners for the work they put in to bring the faithful great content. Hit the like and show them some love out there. Guys, all we ask is for you guys to do a little thing. Move the mouse over about 17 inches to the left or right and click it. That's it. Just hit the like button for us. We really appreciate you guys. Ms. Debbie, thank you so much for the contribution. Um, so Thanks, we, uh, I, I don't know what I, I thought I just saw on the screen. I don't know. Um, so that, that was the thing with Mostert hanging around the facility. The other thing that I saw uh, that, that really caught my eye um, was Williams and Norman are scarce right now. Uh, Williams is likely out. Norman has not officially been ruled out, but Kyle seemed really concerned with his availability. 
and he's saying he's not sure yet. How do you game plan when you have two starting corners out? Well, you know, two of your three starting corners out, and then you don't know if the one guy is there. Like, who are you giving the reps to at, at what position? Because we know Demo was doing inside and outside. We know Johnson was doing inside and outside. Like, you have to go through practice and let these guys prepare, you know, when they're going up against the scout team. Who are you putting where? I, are y'all concerned about how the corners are going to cover this game against Lockett and, and, and gang? And, yeah, I said Lockett first because that's his team. Lockett's the top dog over there in the wide receiver room right now. Uh, it's the, the cornerback position is – concerning to me as a whole um just because of all the injuries and and everything that's gone on you know to this point and so i think the one thing about norman the good thing is like he's a vet right and so you know you can imagine like he doesn't need a bunch of physical reps right like he can kind of maybe get get his reps from a mental standpoint and see if he's ready to go but i mean like you're dealing with a lung like dude spent the night in the hospital like there's some serious stuff going on there right with, with josh norman and so um i surprised to see him as like a full participant earlier this week in practice to be perfectly honest with you like I, I expect him to be you know on the show for at least a week or two right and so that part was encouraging but you still got to tread lightly with that um but no i mean it's concerning and and we talked about i'm sure you told you guys as well like like russ is gonna like they've been talking about let russ cook like russ is gonna try to cook on sunday right like and they're in the mm-hmm. night it's on tape like attack these guys deep right like you can get some balls over their heads, right? Jalen Hurts did it. Aaron Rodgers like, well, Jalen Hurts can do it. Yeah, I damn sure can do it, right? And, yeah. And now Russ, you know, he's looking at those last two games too. And, like, so this is going to continue to happen until the Niners prove that they, they can stop it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the cornerback situation is, I mean, talking, that's the weak link right now, right? So somehow, some way, you're going to have to try to figure that out. If you're Nico Ryan, I mean, it's, it's, it's what you make to, to try to cover up that major flaw out there. How you do it? That's beyond me. That's why he be spending the big bucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, you have any thoughts on, on the corner situation and, and how it's going to look? That again. That's why I have us losing this game. I'm not going to lie. I I wasn't going to say that. You know, while Ed was on here, I because what I didn't want to do was get into a debate about one topic when we're on the show. You know what I mean? So I let him go. I mean, he, there was a couple of things that he said, Nick. I know you. Uh, disagreed with also but we let it go because we want to get the the guest thoughts out you know what i'm saying but uh yeah. what what are you what are your thoughts <clears throat> on the corner position man because this is this is a serious concern to me man i mean Rashawn's 100 on i mean the the biggest concern about this game is the cornerbacks the depth it's it's been since day one we i mean we've all said that this is the weakest position on the defensive side of the football then you lose jason barrett now, now you're done. You know, then we all complain that we signed Josh Norman because of his age. He comes out and he balls and he plays pretty well. And we're like, oh, okay, well, maybe this is a sign. Boom. Then he gets injured, right? Mm-hmm. And he takes a serious helmet to the chest, coughing up blood, gets some fluid in his lungs. Mm-hmm. He's out. You see the rise of Diamador Lenore in a few games, and then you watch another game plan, and it's like, wow, you can tell he's a rookie. So it's like, Everything that you start to look up for, we just keep getting beat back down on this cornerback side of the field. And it's like, when, when is this team going to put some consideration in spending, you know, top priority corners on this team other than building like John Lynch wants to where the Tampa Bay Bucks were built. You build around the pass rush. 
But if your pass rush isn't getting there, you still have an issue. So um, it, it, it's a problem. The cornerbacks is a big problem, and, and that position there is, is telltale or, like, going to tell us how far this team can really go. Okay. And, and, and that's – if this team is really considering that they are a Super Bowl contender, they would have went after C.J. Henderson. No ifs, ands, buts, or anything else for what they gave up, a third and a fifth – well, a third and a pick or a third and a player – and get a fifth and a player back. Like, you're telling me that we couldn't afford that? Like, come on. This is a guy that's on a one-year deal of his con- – well, his first year of his contract deal, going into his second, who is could be a future. It was a baller. Mm-hmm. So how, how much do you prioritize this position? This position is going to either make or break our season. And that yeah. that's pretty much what it really is. I, I can deal with other injuries at the running back position, offensive line, defensive line we have the depth there but corner we can't afford to keep losing these guys it's literally going to make or break our season mm-hmm. um i know rayshon has pulled over on the side of the road he's got somewhere to go so i have another quick one to two minute segment here uh it's called better or worse okay it's gonna be very quick nick does this thing where he does over under he'll throw out some random numbers about different situations and scenarios in the game that's what this is or i'm going to do it here uh better or worse and i want both of you guys to answer so take yourselves off of mute let's have some fun here and then we'll get ready to go home okay um so the first thing better or worse and it's going to be last week to this week all right are we going to be better than what we were last week or worse than what we were last last week okay 49ers run game better or worse i'm gonna go better Okay. Uh, uh, I go better. 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 Little hesitant there, but he, he okay. All right, he's a little better. All right, here here's one, and this is this is a really really big one for me. Um, you got uh Aaron Rodgers, super quick release. Russell Wilson is the type to hold the ball and kind of wait around a little bit to make a play. Pass rush, better or worse? Better. I think you said it right. Like Rodgers getting the ball out into an. I'm gonna go. I mean, that's easy for me. The Russell holding on to the football, trying to make the big play. I'm going with better. Okay, okay, I like it. Uh, here we go. Um, Muhammad Sanu, as far as his productivity. His snaps and receptions, better or worse. He had a decent game last week. It wasn't all that, but we he made some big catches, of, though, in some crucial yeah. times. And we, we heard a lot about him about uh, in the pressure. If you listen today, they were saying how much of a valued veteran he is uh, in that locker room and, and him replacing, I, they actually said it, him replacing the likes of Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Sanders in the locker room. So his productivity, better or worse. And I I can pull up his stats so you know so you know what it was last week. Um, for you, Andrew, let me, let me just pull it. Oh, go ahead. Um, I think BN took a step, so I'll go worse. I think we can see more BN. I agree. BA I'm gonna worse. go okay. worse. Be- I'm gonna go worse because I don't think this is his game. I think this is gonna be a Brandon Ayuk game. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Y'all talking that talk. And I, I like also that. think we see more of Trent Sherfield on the field this week. 
Okay, a guy familiar with the competition, played in the in the in the division and everything. Okay, so um, I got I got another one for you guys. Okay, this is going to be a, a fun one here. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo completion percentage. Yeah, uh, last week it was sixty two and a half percent. He was twenty five of forty. Better or worse? Hmm. I'll go better. Hopefully, better during less attempts. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Better with less attempts because I think we're going to run the football. I think our run game is going to be better this week. So I'm going to go better. Uh, I agree. Less attempts this week. All right. And then this is going to be my last one for you guys. Um, it's going to be about Fred Warner. Okay. Um, Fred Warner and coverage. Better or worse? And I'm asking that for a reason. He blamed himself for giving up that pass over the middle. At the end of the game, I know Ed talked about just you know great player and Aaron Rodgers overcoming it, but I, what what do you guys think there? I'll go better. A couple things. Ed says Rodgers is one of the only couple guys that can make that throw, right? And, and Warner got his spot as deep as a cup. Uh, on top of that, it looked like Fred was like a step slow a lot of the night, right? But not just him. It seemed like the entire. Like mm-hmm. as a whole, as a group, they didn't play well at all. Like as a team, right? And so, um, Bobby Wagner's on the other side. No, they're not going up against each other, but you hear the talk, right? Who's the best linebacker? Oh, yeah. I think for Fred. Okay. All right. So better for Fred. I like it. Um, I just got done saying this in the spaces. I think Fred's coverage has been really bad this year compared to what it's been um, last year or years before. Not saying it's crazy bad. I just don't think it's as good as it was last year. Um, but I think this is a game that he has to step it up, and I'm going to go with better. I think last week, the way the game ended, the coverage that he was in, how close he was to missing that, I think that kind of puts a foot in his ass, I guess you could say. Um, and – like uh, Rashawn said, you got Bobby Wagner on the other side. People are saying he's the best linebacker out there. It's time to show out and show who you really are. So I'm going to go with better. Okay. All right. I mean, that's it. I don't have anything else. Uh, Rashawn, we do it uh, at the end of every show. We give final thoughts for our guests to speak. Um, if you have anything, we, we, we plug the podcast. We let ED have the final thoughts. He was just ready to go. Uh, but the floor is yours for any final thoughts that you may have. Um, yeah, no, you, you can hit us up with even 49 podcasts. We're available wherever you find your podcast. So myself and Eve, during the regular season, we drop two per week. We will do a, a review or a recap, and then we'll do a preview as well. Um, and uh, we, just had our, we just had our biggest month last month in September. And uh, special thanks to you, Big Mike. I mean, you were one of the big supporters from the beginning. Um, and so I... You know, we appreciate you, uh, Wendy, you know, for that. Um, but I, I just want to say, people, I'm not of the mindset that I was calling, uh, believe it or not, the Green Bay loss kind of encouraged me a little bit from the standpoint that last year the margin for error was incredibly slim, right? Niners played not great on Sunday night, but still had a chance to steal that game, right? And that's against a very good team, a formidable opponent. And so that means the March for error is wider. Uh, that means this team is talented. That means this is a, this is a really good football team. And so um, 
no, you know, obviously you would rather have a learning lesson in that. And so, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win on Sunday, but I'm still encouraged by, by, by this team and what they can do before, before the season is over. Incredible, man. What a way to find the silver lining and, and, and look for the positivity. Uh, you know, the sunshine through the, through the storm and through the clouds, man. My man said that the margin for error in the past was slim to none. And this game we played, you know, there were a lot of errors and we still had an opportunity to pull it out. That That is absolutely incredible, man. Uh, way to be positive. I like it. I like it, man. That does make me feel better. Um, it, it really does. I'm, and I'm not just saying that because you just said it. Like, I, that's something I never even thought about. Uh, so that, that's pretty cool, man. And again, guys, like you said, you go over there, they're doing two um, episodes a week, preview show and a, and a, and an over, not an overreaction, but a, a review show also. So make sure you guys go over there, believe in 49ers. Um and, and give them a subscription, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, Nick, your final thoughts, man. Let's go home, bro. Yeah, I mean, look, this this loss, we know that this loss had me aggravated uh, with a lot of things, whether it be Kyle's play calling, whether it was Jimmy's play in the first half, whether, you know, starting a fullback instead of a tailback. Like, there were a ton of things in that game that had me so aggravated. I don't want to go through that all again next week. So I I just I'm looking for Kyle to dig in his bag this week, get back to the the scoring drives in the first and the second quarter with scripted plays uh, compared to what we've seen this entire first half of the season. Three games, the scripted plays have not been good other than the Detroit game. I just look for an all around good football game. Um, We always play the Seattle Seahawks really, really tight. They're usually always really, really good games. Um, but I just don't want to go through it again. And this game is, like I said, this is probably the most important game that we've played so far this year going into the season. So this week and next week, two divisional games, you can set, you can put the Seattle Seahawks at one and one and three. No, one and yeah, one of three. And, uh, and then Arizona next, next week. So you can set your standard right now on the NFC West and, these games are important. They're playoff game atmospheres. You need to show up and show out, and everybody needs to be in their bag. And that and that's pretty much it, man. I I, I have a feeling they're going to come out and play a lot better than what they did last week. So we shall see. All right. I hope you guys are right, man. I really, really do. You guys are finding the positivity out there, and I really like it, man. Faithful, I'm just going to tell you guys to be kind to one another. I'm seeing a lot of beefing and arguing uh, happening online, and I understand that it's passion-driven. Uh, just 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 be mindful of how far you guys go over a sports take uh, with each other. Remember, you're talking to a person on the other side of that screen. OK, uh, so be be kind, uh, be mindful and uh, just be respectful if possible. All right. That's going to do it for us here today. We're going to get up out of here. Uh, prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain remain faithful. We out of here. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it.